Hey, this is Don Jones with the City of Stillwater. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Today's subject, Stillwater's Emergency Management Efforts and Initiatives. Today, joining me is our co-host, Melissa Reams, our Deputy City Manager, and Rob Hill, the Director of Emergency Management. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. How are you? We're great. How are you doing? We're good. Good. Yeah. yeah. We're here to talk about emergency management. All right. And we're headed into, well, tell us a little bit, I think, up front, what you see coming at us during the winter months, hopefully not another storm, Uri, and more into the spring months, hopefully not another 2019 when we had 100-year <laughs> floods and things like that. What What are your sources saying is coming at the city this year? So for the weather, what we're seeing is um, warmer than normal, drier than normal, which um, tells us that we could expect a very big fire season, mm-hmm. um, much like what we had in 2010 and 2011. Okay. And um, most people relate 2011 with the Glencoe fire. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, almost lost a whole community back then. Um, luckily, we got um, very fortunate and had some very good successes in stopping the head fires and stuff and, and had wind shift change that came about and, and uh, really helped the firefighters. But um, with that fire season um, and then with drought, and we're in a pretty significant drought right now. We're in a what they call a D3 to a D4 in the drought index, and you can only go as high as... Uh, six. Wow. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so we're pretty significant. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but we've kind of went into an early fall. Yeah. Um, grass is dormant already, which mm-hmm. is not normal because we shouldn't see dormant grass around here until November. Man, I was really loving these cooler temps that, yeah. in the morning and I love fall. But okay, so it, that's not necessarily good. That's not at the moment. So with the with the drought situation being what it is, um, good friend of mine at the National Weather Service has always said that every drought will be busted by a flood. <laughs> so okay. in 2018, 2019, we had something similar to the setup we have now, not quite to the extremes, but we had very dry conditions. And in um, May of 2019, we had our flood. And... You know, it lasted for 30 days. It was almost a 500-year event, and and the magnitude of water that we received over 30 days, the impact that we had. Um, So we're hoping that we don't have a flood next spring. We're hoping that we can start to get some gradual rainfall to Mm -hmm. to get some things um, saturated, but um, right now it's not looking good for us. So that's the forecast for at least least through... um, March and April, April. because we're in a um, La Nina season, Mm -hmm. and uh, La Nina keeps things cooler um, in the Gulf Coast, and when they're cooler in the Gulf Coast, we don't see as much moisture move this way out of the Gulf. Um, So that's what we're looking at as far as weather. So how does emergency management aid in the, the education of our citizens on how to deal with these different weather situations. Um, I I know you are a well-followed commentator on Facebook. (laughs) How many likes do you have on Facebook? People love that you get out at 3 o'clock in the morning to tell them if it's safe to cross 12th and Husband or not, you know, Mm. that kind of thing. 
But what other types of initiatives do you have going on in emergency management to help our community be a little more resilient when we're faced with drought and, and then torrential rain and, and any of the other elements that we faced? So our big initiative is done through social media. That's our fastest way to reach people. Um, a lot of it is just sharing information that is brought um, to our attention. Mm-hmm. So it could be a post on somebody else's page that we share, um, and then we add a little bit of comment to. Um, so social media is our first and foremost because it's our fastest. Mm-hmm. It gets a message out there the fastest. The second way would be through our web page. And the web page is, is broke down kind of by groups, right? Um, the different types of impacts and things that we mm-hmm. can have happen to us. So um, we use the web page. And then the, the last one is face-to-face, presentations, mm-hmm. specific organizations, um, face-to-face with um, presentations um, with um, associations mm-hmm. or groups, committees, um, tours here at the building, stuff like that. Those are, those are ways that we get that information mm-hmm. out. Um, for the most part, most people that live in Oklahoma are pretty savvy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, very, they're very aware of the types of weather that we have, but where we see people, where we see a lacking of understanding is, like, for example, right now, expansive soils is huge mm-hmm. for us um, because the ground's drying up, and you're seeing, you know, when you see the big cracks in your yard right. and mm-hmm. you see the cracks away from the foundation, that's expansive soil, meaning it moves, mm-hmm. right? It's drying, it's Absolutely. shriveling up, it's pulling away, mm-hmm. and it's breaking our water pipes, <laughs> right? So, yeah, that's where I was going to go with that. Was, um, that's one of the biggest impacts that we're having right now. Well, if you can take that and you can focus that on people's um, foundations on their houses, mm-hmm. right. that the earth has this incredible ability um, to do all kinds of crazy things, right? So cracking the foundation, cracking mm-hmm. uh, brick, cracking sheetrock mm-hmm. inside the building and stuff, or your home or, or wherever. Um, it is just amazing the amount of damage that's done by expansive soils. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is something that we try to focus on, but we do it through um, our city planner. Mm-hmm. We do it through um, our planning codes, mm-hmm. or our building codes. And <clears throat> excuse me. And then when we get the chance to go out and visit with the community, we make sure that they know that not everything is, is life and death mm-hmm. situation, like with tornadoes and flash floods and stuff like that, but more so... Um, the bigger picture with the expansive soils and the damage that it does, how it impacts insurance rates, how it impacts the community, how it impacts um, people's ability to build, <coughs> excuse me, within the community, mm-hmm. um, and what they have to do to to mitigate that. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the second half of our job is mitigation. Yeah, right. right. Um, I know you've had some. Uh, you've been working on the storm sirens, some right, we, we have. upgrading mm-hmm. those. That's another communication, although I, I've heard you that when the storm siren sounds, it's almost too late. That's right. And so you need to be on these other methods of communication and taking cover when they say to. The other thing that the city of Stillwater, I think, is doing that's really, I mean, it's exciting for me. It's a, a $6 million project mm-hmm. is we're getting new uh, radio system and upgraded more modern radio system that's going to allow a lot of different um, uh, jurisdictions or agencies to talk to each other. That's right. So on our storm sirens, um, our storm siren project's complete. 
Um, we went from a 56-site system mm -hmm. to a 32-site system. And we have a combination of mechanical rotating and modular storm sirens. The modulars are in the key locations like area lakes mm -hmm. and parks and stuff like that because they make announcements of what they're fixing to do. Mm -hmm. If it's a test, they'll announce a test, and then they test, they mm -hmm. activate. Right. If it's an actual warning, they'll say what the threat is, and then they'll activate. Mm -hmm. the, the rotating mechanicals, they just activate. Mm -hmm. um, so anytime you hear those, it is a call to action. We want people to take cover. Mm -hmm. That's why I say if you hear them, it's too late to leave or go somewhere mm -hmm. and one last little caveat i would like to add we do get questioned all the time people say we can't hear the storm sirens in our house they're not designed for that right mm -hmm. they're designed for people outdoors mm -hmm. um, we want everybody and anybody in a uh, life-threatening situation to be notified or to have That's notification right. Right? right so so even though it may be in the middle of the night and there's not that many people out there are still people out mm -hmm. and we want those people to have as much mm -hmm. notice as possible um, on the radio project it is a big project it is very big mm -hmm. um, we started out at the county level we um, reduced it to the city of Stillwater mm -hmm. level um, and right now we're we're having a few little setbacks just because of supply and demand mm -hmm. and we've had a couple of issues come up that we weren't necessarily expecting to be an issue um, but we're working through those just fine things are progressing um, just not as quickly as we had hoped we mm -hmm. had thought that by december january we would be online now it's looking more like march or april well we'll be and online. there's only so much you can do because supply and demand is hitting everyone in all areas right. i mean it just we're just dealing with it right now that's right that's, well there's nothing we can do about it so we <clears> roll with the punches and maybe there's a reason that we wait a little bit longer and learn a little bit more and just be fully prepared. But back to your storm sirens real quick. One of the things that I love so much about your new system is that you ensure that all of our lake areas and all of our ball fields are covered. Mm -hmm. And that speaks volumes to me. And if you could, would you just share real quick, as Miss Reem said, regarding the social media that's really, or, uh, regarding the storm siren, that's really one of the last alerts. There are other areas that people need to be following, including social media. And, right. and can you just speak to that? Absolutely. So, so um, just for example, in, in the morning when I come in, if we're expecting severe weather that day, I will read through all the products, I will grab all the graphics, and I will put those together. And I, and I actually send them out in an email mm -hmm. fairly early in the morning. Um, and then after lunch, I send out a follow-up because a lot of times the graphics will change. The dynamic will change. It'll go from a low threat to a medium threat, sometimes even a high threat. So we, um, we keep up with those, and we keep up with that on social media. So one of the things that, that Dawn does with us is if we see something that's coming, a lot of times we can share. Sometimes we need to create something that's very specific to the Stillwater area, and that's what you help us with. Right. You create that for us and send that out. And then we used to tell people, hey, listen, we're activating our, our um, radar room or emergency operations mm -hmm. center, and we need you to follow your local weather source, right, because we've got to right. focus on this. Mm -hmm. But with the, um, with the addition of bringing marketing in and, and public information in with us, um, we're able to continue those updates. Mm -hmm. And um, I can't tell you how valuable it's been that when Dawn comes in, um, she'll create um, a post across all of our profiles, 
and then update that post so that you have one post that you follow mm -hmm. instead of trying to find out, well, when was this one posted or when was that one posted, which one's the latest. It's just a stream of mm -hmm. updates. So you always know the latest. So if we know we're going to activate the storm sirens, that's usually something that gets out immediately, mm -hmm. almost about the same time that we activate. Right. Um, so um, now then we're able to utilize those tools that we have. Um, not only with monitoring the weather, keeping track of storm spotters and getting that information in and back out to the community as well as to the National Weather Service, but the, the part that Don does for us is, is creating those messages. And last year we got so good at it um, that by the time we would read a warning that was impacting us, she would almost already have it ready to go so that it needed very little mm -hmm. um additional information and then she could just send it right out and yeah, but it went you out. made the job easy because you are you and your team are a well-oiled machine mm -hmm. you activated the storm spotters you have the it, you guys should see this center that he works <laughs> out of and all of the various jobs that each individual has and how it just flows so smoothly i mean you guys really do an amazing job for us and hey what Rob is sharing is those updates are on his Facebook, the Stillwater Emergency Management Facebook page. But if you'll follow the page, you'll also get what Miss uh, Reams was discussing earlier are those great videos, those live videos with winter <laughs> yeah. season around the corner, and you do not want to miss those. Sorry, I had to throw that in That's there. Okay. You guys have got to follow I, his Facebook I didn't, page. i got to be honest, but I didn't realize how popular that was going to be. We, When we first started doing that, we, we actually were a little torn up inside as to whether or not this was right, right? Because we were contradicting what we were telling people. We were telling people, stay home, don't get out, don't go anywhere. And then we're getting out, driving on the same roads that we're telling people don't do it. Well, it was made very clear to me um, by somebody that I respect and trust that that's what I get paid for. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I'm the one that gets paid to take the risk mm -hmm. to be able to show all of our followers that, that um, – watch us when we go do our um, winter driving um, what the roads look like that right. way they make an informed decision and you know they say um, a picture's worth a thousand words right mm -hmm. well it is some people look at it and go nope I'm out right? <laughs> right I don't want any part of it that's right others look at it and go you know what that's not too bad I can do that I'm, I'm good with that or they rouse their husband out of bed yeah exactly work. <laughs> exactly right um the other part that you don't see on that, though, is is we do a lot of coordination with the Stillwater Public Schools, with OSU, right. um, and with the city, right? City never closes, right, to inclement weather. We, ne we never do. We're, we're always open. Um, that's what we're paid for. That's what we're here for. Um, but it's not the same with Stillwater Public Schools and, and OSU because they have to take the, the care and the concern of their their student population into effect. Well, a lot of times you'll see if OSU closes, Stillwater will close, and if Stillwater closes, you'll see Perkins closes and all the right. area schools. And they do that because, believe it or not, there's a relationship that is there underlying with all those um, schools that um, one impacts the mm -hmm. other. Mm -hmm. So the information that we have that we can share through our video working with the public school and, and, and their transportation department driving mm -hmm. the, the, the real rural routes for their buses, right? They, they even see stuff that's a lot of times worse than what we would see here in town. Um, 
we, we coordinate that and, and um, try to get the word out on if school's closed, if OSU's closing and stuff like that. So um, a lot of times we'll be doing a, a live feed. We'll have to mute the audio so we can go attend a, a virtual meeting to hear what's being discussed that is very preliminary right. that we don't want to share yet because we don't know what's going to happen. And then once we're done there, then we can share that message with, with the community. But um, we've had... I think up to 40,000 followers on one of our driver alongs. I believe it. And um, what was really amazing, when you go back and look at the analytics, all the different countries that had people in it that had gone to school at OSU oh, wow. that wanted to keep up with what yeah. was happening, and we still have that. We um, I can't remember um, what country it is, but we have a couple people that um, are from the eastern region that, that follow us, and I... It's late afternoon for them, um, so they're behind us or either really ahead of us. But, they're, I mean, it's like eight hours difference. Mm-hmm. And any time they get a notification that we're going live, they're on. I but mean, and they're on within a few seconds. that is another testament to how great our community is. Because once you are here in Stillwater, once you have lived here and been part of it, or even spent time here mm-hmm. as a visitor, yeah. it gets mm-hmm. in your blood. It's part of you. I mean, we're yeah. just unique, and that's, that's what it is. So... Tell us a little bit more. We've got just a couple minutes mm-hmm. left. Tell us a little bit more about what we can prepare for your multi-jurisdictional efforts. Just tell us all the things. Wrap us up. All the things. Well, <laughs> so um, right now our biggest project that's that's multi-jurisdictional is homecoming, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Um, we're working on that. We've been working on that um, steadily for the last two weeks. Um, we came in and staff worked on it all weekend this weekend. Um I'll tell you, we're, we're two weeks out from the event from this weekend. We, we've got the maps done. We've got, um, we're finishing up the assignments. So there's um, 200 employees and partners that will be working together um, on October 21st to do walk around. Mm-hmm. And then we'll scale back to, I think, about 135 on Saturday. Thank you all for that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So we this is something that we absolutely cannot do by ourselves. Yeah. We do not have the staffing. We don't have the capabilities. So we have to reach out to all of our partners. Mm-hmm. And um, so part of the radio system, one of the biggest draws to the radio system is events like this, where we will have the ability to have interoperability, mm-hmm. true interoperable communications, not something something that's linked, not something that is being um, connected together to, to make it work, but something where we are all on the same system, we're on the same channel, and we can get that information out together. Does the other work? Absolutely. Does it have a place? Absolutely. And we'll still manage those, but but the new radio system, that is the biggest thing, allowing um, Payne County to talk to Stillwater, to Stillwater, to all the partners within Payne County is going to be big, you know, um, our, our multi-jurisdictional, um, SWAT team, Mm -hmm. right? That's big. We go all over Payne County and if we can carry the same radios and use them Mm -hmm. to talk to each other, um, without having to worry about having to link stuff together, it just streamlines the process and makes it safer for everybody. And that's what we're looking forward to is, um, updating a 40, 40 year plus old system System. or systems and um, using uh, the new radio system to do all of our tasks. And I believe that we can all understand the need for a system that works so that you guys can do what you need to do. It's our, it's us. It's our family members on the line. You're doing what you can to protect the people we love. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, 
like you said earlier, you know, we're, we're just one gigantic family in this in this right. community, and that's what that's what this is all about. Thank you so much for joining us today, Rob. We appreciate all of your information. And hey, you guys, follow SEMA on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And thank you all for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe. Together, we are investing in municipal excellence.